Hey guys, next week I'm interviewing Kathy O'Neill on her seminal book, Weapons of Math Destruction. In the meantime, however, I thought I'd do a quick 10-minute reading of one of my articles that I wrote a few weeks back. Hope you enjoy it. The article is called, Technology is a Magnifying Mirror, Not a Crystal Ball. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the smartest species of them all? You, O Homo sapiens, are smart, it is true. But AI will be smarter, even than you. The most popular myth about technology is perhaps the myth that technology is a crystal ball. A crystal ball because it allegedly allows us to see the future and to evaluate if that is indeed true or not, we have to understand the etymology of the word technology, what it means and stands for, or at least what it used to mean and what it used to stand for. The word technology comes from two Greek words, techne and logos. Techne means art, skill, craft, or the way or the manner or the means by which a thing is gained. Logos means word, the utterance by which inward thought is expressed outwardly, a saying or an expression. So literally, technology means words or discourse about the way that things are gained. In other words, technology is merely how we do things and not why we do them or what we should be doing because it is not an end in itself, but rather it is merely a means to an end. So technology is not a crystal ball because it does not help us see the future. Instead, technology is a magnifying mirror because it merely reflects our present and more importantly, it reflects who we are. Technology is a mirror because it reflects the engineers, designers, and programmers who make it. But it is also a mirror to humanity in general and all of our collective dreams, hopes, and fears, our knowledge and our ignorance, our strengths and our weaknesses, our good and, of course, even our evil. But it is not a normal kind of mirror because technology magnifies and amplifies things. So it always has unforeseen consequences. And the key point here is that technology does not have an essence of its own because it merely reflects our own essence. So instead of focusing exclusively on polishing the mirror, that is to say, focus on improving technology, how about we consider investing at least some time and at least some resources on improving the image that we ourselves project in it. That is who we are being, what we are doing, and why we are doing it. Therefore, ultimately, it is not about technology. It is about us. Because, as I've said many times before, you can have the best possible how, but if you mess up your why or what, 
you will do more damage than good. That is why technology is not enough. And there are many historical examples of how better technology did not make our lives better, but worse. For example, my favorite historian, Yuval Noah Harari, called the agrarian revolution history's greatest fraud. Because in every way measurable, for example, health, longevity, work hours per week, nutrition, infant mortality, etc., we were actually better off as hunter-gatherers. And today, my concern is that if we're not careful, we're actually running a great risk that our current technological revolution may also turn out to be our epoch's greatest fraud. And you can see that nowhere better than in Silicon Valley in general, and Facebook in particular. Why Facebook? Because Facebook started as magic. Then it became manic. And more recently, with the Cambridge Analytica revelations, we realized that it has become monstrous. And it is not hard to see that most, perhaps all technologies that we have invented since the Industrial Revolution, either already follow a similar path from magic through manic to potentially monstrous, or are at least in danger of doing that. Because humanity is magic, manic, and monstrous, and technology reflects us. Examples abound, but I can't think of anything better than plastic. You see, in the early 20th century, plastic was literally marketed as the magic material. Because you could do almost anything out of plastic, but cheaper, faster, and easier. And so we very quickly became manic with plastic, and we did build almost everything out of it. But today, it is not hard to see that we are neck deep in the monstrous stage of that technology, because whole areas of our oceans contain more plastic pieces than fish. And to give you a tiny example of just how bad it has become, check this fact out. We now produce 1 million plastic water bottles per minute on our planet. 1 million water bottles per minute. And what is even worse is that at best, only about 9% ever get recycled. The other 910,000 plastic water bottles per minute end up in the environment. And of course, water bottles are but a tiny fraction of all the plastic production on our planet. So it is no surprise that we're literally drowning in this originally magic, then manic, and currently monstrous technology. The question is, why would AI be any different? And if we enter entertain that thought for a second, what stage of that technology are we currently in? Doesn't it seem to you that we're perhaps somewhere around, or a little bit before maybe even, the magic stage of artificial intelligence? It would appear so if you read all the headlines. You see, technology doesn't help us see the future. 
it only helps us see ourselves. And if we put garbage in, we are going to get garbage out. Only this time, it's exponential. The same applies to stupidity, prejudice, or evil. Therefore, we can't really fix technology unless we fix ourselves first. Because technology is a magnifying mirror, not a crystal ball. I hope you guys enjoyed that, and I will see you in the future.